Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Judorn, and I am joined by the host of many unique and rare parasites, Anna Domini. <laughs> Anna, how are you doing today? Wow. Uh, I've never been described like that before. I'm I'm not sure. She's, you're a medical miracle. Yeah, I mean, I have one virus. I, like it, it sounds like you're suggesting I have lice or something. Which I'm fairly sure I don't. <laughs> uh, I think I said rare and unique. I would never say oh, that's true. any kind okay. of parasite as common as lice or tapeworms. No, no, or, or even are, ticks. I assume that's why you lived in Oxford so that you could be close to the uh, For, to the, a finer breed of parasites. <laughs> The places where they could really study the uh, oh, I see. <laughs> ecosystem. Fair enough. But Anna, how have you been today? Uh, I'm pretty tired. I suspect that, because I, I mentioned before I'm on a clinical trial, I'm starting to suspect that I may be in the placebo group because, or that the drug doesn't work, which either way is yeah. not good, or treatment, I should say. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty tired. I'm sorry. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that my answer is always the same, but you always ask, so... <laughs> I uh, yeah. How about you? Um, I'm also a bit tired. Uh, oh, but good. I'm so it's going to be a high energy too. episode. <laughs> That's uh, mine. My excuses are just age and whatnot. Yeah. General infirmity, general decay, I should say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have you done anything saintly or experienced anything miraculous lately? This month's miraculous thing, I would say, shout out to friend of the podcast Morgan. Because for my birthday recently, she gave me a very miraculous gift, which was, it's like a super insulating cup. And because Morgan has had long COVID in the past, and she was like, one of the things I struggled with was like making something and then totally forgetting about it and it goes cold. Mm. So she passed on her wisdom gained by <laughs> her recovery and uh, got me a, a super insulating cup it's not a stanley cup because we're not billionaires with <laughs> like you know silly silly money i was gonna say did those make it over to uk or i know morgan's american so maybe she has some pipeline yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's it's just kind of a, a thing that's known that that these ridiculously expensive cups exist but uh no it was, it was very insulating i i went out for a, a long walk with some soup and it Ooh. was Warm, well, hot, I should say, <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, a long romantic walk with soup. <laughs> Just me and soup, enjoying some Sounds steam. A... <laughs> yeah, you had soup, nice tryst in the park. Yeah. Well, that sounds like nice. That's a nice practical gift. Yeah. That's better than what I got you for your birthday. Which was nothing. I was nothing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I meant to go do the float tank thing with you for your birthday. Oh, that was last year's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now we I can actually do it. I still need to cash in last, last year's birthday thing. Oh, was that a year ago? Will I get another present if I... <laughs> If I finally cash this in. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I got you one last year and like an ingrate, you didn't even use it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, hopefully that gift certificate's still good. Well, it's it's impractical. How, we, we've got to get ourselves there. <laughs> that seems to be... Okay, yeah, what what you've given me is a taxi fare. <laughs> a really big one. <laughs> um, Somebody's boyfriend's got a car. Tell Danny to go drive us there. Hey, for a fun day trip, would you like to drive me and Matthew to these flotation tanks in the middle what? of Oxfordshire? <laughs> 
It's a vacation for Danny, too, because he can just sit in the parking lot for an hour and play on his phone, which I'm sure is, like, amazing. <laughs> like, he's probably, like, he's probably an amazing time doing that. Yeah, that is his favorite thing to do, for sure. I'm sure, yeah. But, yeah, so people get me nice presents, even though I'm ungrateful. And well, that's right. kind of miraculous, the miracle of kindness. Yeah, such kind souls around you. Yeah. What about um, you? And- can you top Any... that? <laughs> no, really. Oh. I was trying to think. I, I was like, I, I knew this was coming up today. And I was like, <laughs> have I done anything nice or had anything miraculous happen? Nah, I'm, I'm going to take a pass this What week, about, so. have you assassinated anyone or had anyone assassinated? No. So you have been more saintly than Edward the Confessor. Oh, there you go. There you go. That was going to be my backup one, <laughs> so I'll mm. give it to you in a, in a saintly fashion. I will benevol- benevolently, benevolently bestow it on you instead. Thanks. The Welsh are safe around me for now. Um, <laughs> I mm. feel like that is a lady doth protest too much kind of uh, statement there. Mm-hmm. Don't get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> no. It will be sinister. So Anna, yes, today is. February 25th, uh, 2024. Uh, who's today's saint? Today, we are looking forward to the 27th of February, okay. which is the day of Blessed Mark Barkworth, who had two aliases as well. <laughs> okay. Mark Lambert and George Barkwell. So, wow. uh, neither one of them was very... I mean, those really did feel like aliases. <laughs> well, George but, Barkworth. But Barkwell, yeah. Barkworth, Mark, different surname. You know, you can see where his inspiration was, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, they do seem like like he's legitimately trying to hide his identity. <laughs> also, Mark Barkworth sounds like he works at, like, a bank or something. Like, he was a guy you went to university with. Just a guy with named Mark. Made... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to talk about my pal Mark. He works for Citibank now down in uh, down in London. He's a nice guy. So, I mean, that famously, there was a Mark <laughs> back in the first century. He wrote a gospel. Well allegedly yeah, but it's not we already talked about that guy well yeah okay so there, like there weren't no marks between then and like 1970 it's, it, it's not the you do get that it's not the mark it's that the mark with like a really boring last name with, with a british sounding last name yeah and well that kind of thing, right guess what he was british so yeah, anyway so uh Where's yeah he from? when's got, he from when's he from his dates are approximately 1572 to 1601. So mm. safe to say he lived a long, fulfilling life <laughs> because, well, you you know maths better than me, but that makes him younger than I. I was going to say he is 29 when he died. Yeah. <laughs> That's not... Yes. Yeah. No, see, I was I was trying to bait and switch you there, but it didn't really work. So no, I'm not, I'm not very committed to the bit. Uh, once I had the numbers in front of me, it wasn't much of a. <laughs> Anyways, shut up. But... <laughs> okay, so with a clever retort like that, how could I continue to debate? Exactly. Uh, so Mark's uh, 16th century. Yeah. Living in a not, 17th not century. Not a 1970s <laughs> bank or a seven... guy. Yeah, what's he? Uh, what's he? What did he get up to in his twenty nine years? It was it was so uh, <laughs> Achie- achieved it so noteworthy. <laughs> so noteworthy, yeah. Well, he was born around fifteen seventy two in Serby in Lincolnshire under the reign of Elizabeth the first. He attended oh. Oxford University as a young man. What? On his way to becoming a bank teller. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm still not convinced this guy doesn't end up in a bank. <laughs> a bank of dead people. What? That, that's yeah. not a phrase. Does he turn into a hermit and just live in a riverbank? No. At least no. that was close. No. Do we know what college he went to in Oxford? No. There weren't that many around in 1572, I guess, so we could probably narrow it down. 
but yeah. it's much rarer for Oxford to produce saints. It's much more common for them to produce like war criminals and things. Tory politicians, which is like the opposite of saints. Yeah, exactly. So this is good. I'm su- I'm surprised I haven't heard about this guy before. You think that Oxford would push this one? Well, it was like so- someone who went here did something that wasn't just austerity. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like being a saint, it's like you you do austerity, but to yourself. Yeah. But like they were riding pretty high on Ansong Suchi until a few years ago, and then they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I think maybe Oxford only celebrates like notable people who give them money as opposed oh. to just notable people, because you know as part of the the deal. Is, is you do a bit of reputation laundering if you're very rich. Anyway. I went by one college and they were doing, often when colleges do construction around here, they'll put up a barrier and then they'll have a little advertisement about their college and they'll have a bunch of notable alumni. Uh-huh. And the one that I went by, I think was for Wadham College and they had a picture of Rosamund Pike and I was like, oh, Rosamund Pike. I like her. She's good at movies and stuff. Well, Wadham's like famously one of one of the less problematic ones. I don't know how far back this goes, but they're like known as a very liberal and like back in the day radical college. So they probably have less like blood money involved. Maybe. But I hate the idea that Rosamund Pike had to give them money to, uh, to get Oh, that. I see. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe there's a an element of like either you're rich or you're famous and you'll be celebrated. Yeah. I'm yeah, neither, so no. <laughs> I will be languishing in obscurity. Oh, well. Okay. So we went to Oxford. Yeah. Sorry, apologies to anybody who's not interested in Oxford. This is the <laughs> what's the water we swim in all day. So You're right to apologize. He was said to be of cheerful disposition and was described as a man of stature tall and well-proportioned, showing strength, the hair of his head brown, his beard yellow, somewhat heavy-eyed. Right. So... <laughs> so he had a fake beard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow his beard was very different from his head hair. I don't know how that yeah. works. Sometimes it happens. Before I went white, uh, before my hair went white, I should say, I, <laughs> I had a lot of red in my beard. So when my beard ah. would grow in, the first time I grew in a beard, I was like, this is very red. It was very right. odd. And your head hair was black? Yeah, it was black. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I've known you since you had gray hair. No, I, well, yeah, because I went, my hair started turning gray like before um, you moved to my England. Late 20s. Yeah. 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 It's funny Tavish doesn't know any of his colors and then the other day he was like, "Dad, your hair is white." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, Tav. <laughs> the one color you know. Thanks a lot." I'm glad you've well, I'm glad you're turning a corner with these colors, but I really wish it wasn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, that's cool. Anyways. So he can do like proper full sentences now. Yeah. I haven't seen him for a while. Um Yeah, hey, he's the same kind of guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Is he uh, of cheerful disposition? Well, he's definitely of stature tall. So yeah, I guess so. This is this description makes it sound like uh, Marco's pretty hot number. He's a tall guy, <laughs> got a full head of hair, nice yep. beard, well proportioned, strong, well proportioned. <laughs> say heavy eyed. I mean, I don't know. Is that like heavy eyelids? Or just like they like big? that. They like that guy with like the sleepy eyes. You know, it's real sexy kind of. <laughs> Killian Murphy. Yeah, kind of that. Heavy eyes, I guess. Like that James Dean type is like, oh, he Uh, looks brooding. You know, it's like, oh, (laughs) wow. With his brown hair and his yellow beard. (laughs) 
Yeah, his brown hair uh, flowing in the wind, you know? Yeah. His, his, so the saintly his... thing was he gave up his modeling career to yeah. be... Yeah, he seems like a guy, nervous. like heavy eyes, that makes it seem like he's a guy with secrets. They're like, oh, I bet he's, <laughs> he's really deep. And, yeah. And all the ladies at Oxford, which at the time was... Was none, yeah. yeah. Which was none, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're like, well, who's this fella that we can kind of see over the wall? Because um, he's so tall. Fair point. So at the time... Uh, being Catholic was not technical illegal, technically illegal, but failing to attend Protestant church carried a 12 pence fine, while attendance mm. at Catholic mass was punishable by a further 100 marks. Oh, I was going to be like, death! It was, <laughs> it's not uh, illegal, but if you do it, you can be killed for it. <laughs> well, it's it's like anything where it's the punishment is a fine. It's only illegal if you're not rich, right? Sure. Uh, however, rich? no, I guess not. Oh, okay. The saying of mass carried a death penalty although this was not mm. actually implemented before 1577 so oh. uh so he, he could have gone to all the mats he wanted to when he was five yeah and then, mommy uh, what happened to the priest <laughs> and more specifically what happened to the priest's head <laughs> yes so he's catholic but he can't practice catholicism yes well okay. it's, it's not allowed but he has to that he has to practice protestantism which is a great yeah. way to get people on board with your religion. It yeah, really make like. it compulsory. It feels like you just don't have faith in your new religion that you're like <laughs> you got an institute of fine system. Yes. We we've definitely we've definitely come across forced conversion before, but I guess that's yeah. later in history. But only a bit. Yeah. Usually that's with indigenous people. Yes. I don't want to get into the politics of the of of comparing Catholic oppression to colonialism. I'll leave that to someone else, but sure. So at the beginning of his, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of Elizabeth's reign, Catholics were not sought out, and those who held secret services in their home were generally left alone. That's nice of them. Yeah, many Catholics had their own priest in residence. So again, I'm guessing this is rich Catholics who could, you know, keep a priest <laughs> in in all the food and drink he could want. Or is it just like there's priests in the attic again? <laughs> we just had the exterminator out last week and now we got a priest back in the attic again so people would build hiding spots into their homes known as priest holes so that the priest oh. could quickly be concealed if the authorities arrived which like oh. I just I like the idea of like a 16th century estate agent being like this place has great storage for any illegal priest you want to harbor here <laughs> Just fantastic. You can put priests, rabbis, uh, vicars, <laughs> yeah. any, well, not any vicar, member of the clergy. You don't need to hide your vicars. Uh, but if you want to, you can. It's oh, an option. Sure. You, any member of the clergy will fit. I, uh, <laughs> I think that you can put any, you know. Clerical really nice. storage units is what they were yeah. euphemistically known as. You can put anything in there, really. <laughs> in 1570, not long before Mark was born, Pope Pius V issued a papal bull which is a declaration he didn't just, uh, like, just... <laughs> release uh the cattle but it, but it was attached to a bull and they'd be like this is my word go forth my bull <laughs> just, like, <rampaging laughs> well that was like that tree. that one saint that was like oh we're gonna build a church where this cow ends up right when they were pulling a a cart that was a yeah previous episode we did so clearly like yeah decision making by cattle i think that's the same mongo episode yeah oh well remembered exactly the the bull will take the the notice where it needs to go yeah <laughs> so pope Pius v issued a papal bull that excommunicated elizabeth okay now i wish i hadn't uh explained that a bull was a declaration because i like the idea that the cow <laughs> would be like <laughs> 
You're no longer a Catholic. <laughs> or part of the church. Elizabeth, you're going to hell. <laughs> okay, your bull voice is better than mine. Well done. So Elizabeth was excommunicated and the bull also stated that her Catholic subjects no longer had to pay allegiance to her or her laws. <laughs> As you can imagine... <laughs> This made life very easy for Catholics. I was going to say, if you're a Catholic and, and you're like, hey, man, leave us. No, no, no. You didn't need to. Do Thank you for the uh, no, <laughs> but no. Um, hey, that's cool. You don't need to make me an outlaw just by, by yeah. fiat. You know, you just... I'm a great pope. I've, I've, done you, I've done you a great favor. Yeah, I'd really prefer if you hadn't done that. You're free. No, 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 buddy, buddy. No, no, <laughs> I'm very not free. Uh, I'm I'm very much stuck here in this system, and then saying that I'm you're basically making me a rebel. I didn't I didn't ask to do that. Yeah. So I mean, I guess this is a shortcut way of creating lots of new saints. You could say. I guess so. This created a difficult situation for English Catholics whose loyalties were now divided between the papacy and the crown, mm. which like both people that you would feel conflicted over. Right. You know because we love them both. Yeah. Catholics began to be seen as a threat to Elizabeth, surprisingly. <laughs> um, Fueled by the discovery of plots against her life from the 1570s onwards, and many Catholic priests were executed for treason. Oh. Um, Jesuits were regarded as particularly dangerous and were banned from the country, mm. which is weird because Jesuits, as far as I know, are like some of the, the, the more... Um, Aren't they like teaching? They're often like teaching. Sex. Yeah, but they they also do like a lot of. Uh, they definitely don't teach sex, Matthew. Sex. <laughs> they they didn't have phones. They couldn't do sex. I don't know what you're oh talking about. God. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesuits were used to be very charitable. I thought, but anyway, Mark yeah. was brought up a Protestant, but in 1593, in his early twenties, he travelled to Douai, now in the north of France. Douai? Douai? Somewhere in the north of France. There, he was received mm. into the Catholic Church by a Flemish Jesuit named Father George. Mm. No surname. He enrolled at the college in Douai to train for the priesthood and matriculated at Douai University in 1594. So he takes one trip to France and he becomes Catholic. Yeah, you know, everyone rebels against their parents right some people choose so. uh, you know politics others drugs others catholicism it's just how it goes hmm. so he decides to become a catholic priest yeah but in uh, france so yeah. kind of safe it's totally fine it's, le yeah. it's legal there like a lot of things in <laughs> it's, france it's, it's legal, legal in there. france mm. <laughs> as the the famous saying goes <laughs> yeah as they say in 1596 a plague broke out in Douai, and mark was sent to rome he later travelled mm. to Valladolid in Spain, where he entered the Royal English College of St. Alban, a school dedicated to the training of Catholic priests. Okay. During his journey to Spain, Mark had a vision of St. Benedict, who told him that he was going to die a martyr in the habit of a Benedictine monk. <laughs> hey, great news. Uh, <laughs> you're going to get a new habit. Yeah, Me. like from, from that point, surely you'd be like, if maybe I just won't wear the Benedictine habit. Well, that could be a way of uh, avoiding an early death. It does seem like the kind of curse that you receive. <laughs> it's not a curse, it's good you know, news. 
this is a vision in uh in in like kind of greek tragedies yeah. you know or like go oh, in macbeth where it's like you won't lose until the forest moves against yours yeah like that. and he's like oh then well, i'll be fine yeah <laughs> yeah but then it's just like one day he accidentally puts on the wrong like his laundry gets mixed up <laughs> and he puts on the wrong habit and yeah. it's like what and then Shit. an arrow flies through his, his window and kills him I'm like damn it. maybe yeah. something ironic like that yeah the the saint the saint who was uh fooled by a laundry mix-up it's terrible Mm-hmm. What a shame. While he was in Spain, Mark made contact with the Benedictine Order. So he's walking right into that trap. He's he's not executing caution <laughs> like we would and avoiding these deathly habits. Does he know? It's like, well, maybe I'll be martyred late in life. I'll live a full <laughs> life as a Benedictine and then... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we've uh, I've already told you the dates now. So um, yeah. you... you like we as the audience know what's coming it's like a shakespearean tragedy i know another throwback to macbeth there he was mm. also ordained during this time at the english college mm-hmm. in july 1599 he set off for the english mission with a father thomas garnet who was a jesuit priest on the way okay. he stayed at the benedict monastery of hierach in navarre and joined the order as an oblate Someone who's dedicated themselves to God, but is not a monk or a friar. Okay. Maybe he's like doing the Benedictine thing without the habit for now. Right. But so he's on the English mission, right? So they're sending Catholics back to England to reconvert the English. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's what they're going to (laughs) do. It's a, a suicide mission, I guess. It does seem like a suicide mission. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's illegal now, so we're gonna go there in Larish. But couldn't you send me back to France? Because <laughs> seemed like that would be a better place for me to go. Well, um, how are we gonna enact this holy vision that you've had if we don't send you somewhere really dangerous? <laughs> Here's what I was thinking: <laughs> just wait until I'm really old and then send me. But then it wouldn't be quite as. Uh, as honourable. Yeah. I mean... Anyways. <laughs> yeah, do you want to go so, to heaven? He's a priest already. Couldn't he go to heaven? Anyways. But, well, um, that's true. So he's on his way to England, but he mm-hmm. stops at another monastery and just like, I'm just going to obligate here yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So in La Rochelle, which is a port in France, uh-huh. he managed to escape the Huguenots, who were a group of French Protestant Calvinists. Uh, so immediately just... when he turned his sights back to England, he was kind of on the run. Mm. They knew They knew he was coming. Yeah. Which is weird because they didn't have social media then or phones or anything. So they can't have been being very subtle. Yeah. Probably wearing a very giveaway outfit. <laughs> like T-shirt saying, I am a Catholic. Yeah, pretty much. Something like that. It was just a big hat that says, I love the Pope. He got it when he went to Rome. Uh, it was in yeah. one of those like Italian tourist shops. It's like, uh, are you a Catholic? It's like, no, not at all. Then how do you explain <laughs> This Vatican fanny pack that you're wearing. <laughs> He's got a, a suitcase full of T-shirts that say, "My son went to Rome, and all he brought back was a deadly yeah. banned religion." He eventually arrived in England, where he was immediately arrested for treason because. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love that you're just like, I just got here. How could I have possibly committed any treason? Well, turns out it was illegal to be a priest in England if you'd been ordained abroad. So, oh, I see. Yeah, because I guess you could be like, oh, I was, I was going to a Protestant place in Europe, I'm, and then I'm just visiting my family. I promise not to do any mass while I'm here. <laughs> no transubstantiation. Oh, yeah. I promise. I won't. I won't listen to any confession. Anybody wants to tell me what they're, you know, what they've Gonna done. Slap I'll just them be in like, the face. La 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 la. I can't hear you. La 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 la. <laughs> that's that's how you prove you're not a Catholic in these times. Yeah. So he was imprisoned in Newgate for six months. 
After this time, mm. he was transferred to Bridewell. Whilst he was there, he wrote an appeal to Robert Cecil, who was the Secretary of State at the time. Mm. During his interrogations, Barkworth was sent... No, wait, did that work? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well... We'll get there. During, okay. <laughs> during his interrogations, Barkworth was said to behave with fearlessness and frank gaiety, which kind of made the situation much better for him, given the intolerance of... Uh, you know what time. I love? Interrogations. You know, this is... <laughs> I know you're maybe a little anxious right now, but I'm telling you, this is like a great day for me. <laughs> I know we're going to get on with this in a minute, but I just want to really just soak in this moment because I'm really, really stoked about this interrogation. <laughs> I really am. Ah, oh, hey, somebody come in here and paint a portrait of us together. Here's <laughs> Really quick. All right, just want to get a quick portrait in here, and then uh, and then we'll start with the interrogation. I just want to remember this moment for the this, rest like, of my life, and you'll remember for the rest of your life he... the next six months. Well, exactly. <laughs> he was tried by jury and sentenced to death. because I guess you know the jury would not have they wouldn't have wanted to seem like they were on his side. Right. They probably really tried hard to get some Catholics on that jury, and just didn't. Uh, every time they're like. <laughs> Every time they're like, oh, is that, are you a Catholic? Oh, can we get him on the jury? Oh, no, he's being arrested too? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All yes. right. Well, that was, jury selection did not go how we wanted it, Mark. I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're the worst lawyer ever. <laughs> That's fair. This is what you get with the uh, state-appointed lawyers. They did not yeah. uh, They did not give you the best, I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, the, the trial by juries are themselves a way of finding them more Catholics. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess, like, the, the whole idea of it being a... A trial is probably a sham, right? Because yeah. like he looks guilty and he's wearing this Catholic T-shirt. So exhibit A, look at how he's dressed. He's still wearing the monk robe. <laughs> exhibit B, someone tried to tell him something the other day and he actually listened. Yeah, outrageous Anyways. and dangerous. He was taken from Bridewell and thrown into the underground dungeon at Newgate, which was known as Limbo. So guessing that's a nice oh. place <laughs> sounds fun yeah yeah oh <laughs> there's somebody in there with a steel drum just like hey welcome to limbo <laughs> get yourself a drink so limbo is a place in catholic theology of the afterlife yeah i know which is where like unbaptized babies go right yeah it's so like, it's um, like oh you're not technically purgatory. a sinner yeah but you're not as saved, so you can just go here. He well, he was said to have remained very cheerful there until his execution. <laughs> That's gonna put a damper on anybody's spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't smile if you don't have a head. <laughs> so on the twenty seventh of February, sixteen oh one, Mark was executed at Tyburn in Middlesex. He was executed on the same day as two other martyrs with whom he shares a feast day: Blessed oh. Roger Philcock and Saint Anne Lyne. <laughs> Uh, just real, these are real British names these are like solid like they don't make British names like this anymore <laughs> Roger Philcock and Anne Lines. yeah we're having them over for tea do you remember them remember them from the tennis club yes. remember mm. them from jail um, yeah. Oh, were they were they those fellows in the jail cell next to us? That's right. That's that was them. That's where we knew them. Yeah. Your uh, <laughs> your British accent is coming on. It's uh, yeah. so it's really improving in leaps and bounds. Thanks. So Roger was an English Jesuit priest who had also studied at St Albans in English College in Valladolid. Oh, so that must have been fun when they were in jail. They could rem- reminisce about their yeah, time in St Albans. Be like, hola to each other and i don't know if spanish was the same back then as it is now because obviously like english was different as well it would have been more forsooths and stuff you know i really wish you'd have commitment to your bits me (laughs) oh right you're just like hola but i'm not sure if that's right (laughs) 
please don't i like i don't know but like i i, I think that maybe spanish was different but because like english was different so spanish was probably really different i don't know it's not my well, thing I, I, you know what actually i regret making the drug at all. yeah look my whole brand is self-deprecation i can't i can't start a thing and then not like immediately tear it apart that's anyways so so what wait, so where were we? so he's making friends in jail not that's nice it's like a college reunion friends. so when roger had returned to england he was betrayed by a former fellow student <gasps> and sent to newgate so I guess like if you sell out other Catholics, maybe you can get away with being Catholic. But then I you'd guess. probably be not considered Catholic by the Catholics anymore. So Yeah, I think you're you've made a decision there where you're just like, I guess I'd rather live. live. <laughs> yes. I, you know what guys, I checked it out. These guys believe in Jesus too. And honestly I don't really I, know I just, the difference. <laughs> that, yeah, it's like you know, when I looked at I made like a list and it <laughs> really seemed like a lot of similarities. <laughs> and at the top of the pro list was like living yeah <laughs> um so but on the con list i can't confess this to anybody now mm. so ugh. <laughs> tough tough I, fe- oh, well. I feel like this might be a better experience for listeners if either of us knew very much about the differences <laughs> no i don't know priests getting rid of priests you get divorced oh that's true um uh, that was like that. Uh, i guess that was a biggie at the time that's kind of the whole yeah. thing but why why would you persecute people who have more rules like um, you know what i mean like it, it would make more sense if the catholics were persecuting the protestants because no but they thought that the catholics would take orders from the pope so that yeah. their loyalty was split this is a classic anti-catholic propaganda yeah which is that like well they'll just do what the pope says that was the thing about like john f kennedy who was the first catholic president right they're like he'll just do what the pope says and they were like people are like what dude are you fucking stupid yeah he'll be the president he'll be fine he's like I don't, he's not gonna just do you know how many women he sleeps with it's fine just don't worry about it i mean also much better than doing what you know the the evangelical american church says which is what a lot of uh, yeah. subsequent presidents have done not a good time yeah. so roger was also Anne line's confessor she was born a Catholic mm. convert. Wait, nope, that like, doesn't make what? sense. You can't be born a <laughs> she convert. Was con- she was converted at birth. She was uh, <laughs> in utero a Protestant, but uh, at birth she, uh, she decided to switch religion. Anyway, so she was a Catholic convert whose husband had died in exile after he was caught attending mass. Uh, so he was exiled for attending mass and then died. I don't think he was attending mass in exile and then killed. Was he exiled so fast he couldn't take his wife with him? <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> he was missing for two weeks and then i got this letter from france says he's fine in france but i guess he couldn't have uh, told me that before he left <laughs> sounds like he just ran off i think she mm. maybe went with him oh okay but then why'd she come and back? then oh, didn't die unclear oh when he died oh well you think when he died she came back yeah yeah Okay. Um, because right. I guess like it's like fellow Catholics versus all other family that you have there. You don't want to be on your own. I guess so. I don't know. That would be the that pros and cons list. Maybe she's like, oh, but if she converted, maybe she's like, that was my husband's thing, so I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. No more. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> they were like, nah, you're still Catholic. Well, <laughs> no, she leaned into it really because her crime uh-huh. was harboring priests and lay Catholics at several safe houses. Hmm. And she was eventually caught on Candlemas Day in 1601, which I think is like the 5th of February, right? while holding mass in her lodgings. I'm guessing she wasn't <laughs> holding mass, but she it was There's her home there. and it was happening. There is probably a knock on the door. What's up with all these candles? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> the Just getting friends together for some candle burnings. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the priest catchers broke in. And the priest managed to escape, but Anne standing there by the altar was enough to make her 
considered guilty. No, this this alt this isn't my altar. No, that's a friend's that's a friend's <laughs> altar. I was just holding it for them. That's not this doesn't look good, does it? No. Okay. You got me. <laughs> yeah, so that was their deal. That's why they were there with Mark. Okay. But on the way to Tyburn, the place of their death, Mark sang mm-hmm. the Paschal Anthem in Latin, which translates to, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So that was his, like, marching to my death song. Right. And by the time he arrived, Anne had already been executed at the gallows. And Mark right. kissed her robe, saying, our sister, thou hast got the start of us, but we will follow thee as quickly as we may. Mm. So he's, he is he's stoked for this martyrdom. He's like, let's go get, let's go get fucking hung. Yeah. <laughs> it's hanging, it's hanging hanged. there. Tyburn Hill is a fate hanged. Yeah, I, I always get that wrong. Uh, Tyburn Hill is a famous execution site oh, right, in Britain. Okay. Didn't know is that. It? I feel like I've heard of this. Oh, well, you're more educated than me. More clued up on this than I am. I am more educated than you. You you are also more Catholic than me. No, I'm just more educated full stop than you. Sure. But like, but specifically you, because you're a lapsed Catholic, right? So you, you should. No, but the Tyburn Hill thing is like I think that's just a famous execution site in Britain. I think this is a m- bit of English history. Okay, not not Catholic history. <laughs> you're, no, this you're is distancing just like, yourself from this. This is just like this is just a place where you would go and get got by the government. So <laughs> well, it sounds like you shouldn't go there then. <laughs> Anyways, well, I don't think. It, well, I don't think he's going there. No, he's already been called. I think yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's been he's been led there. It's not like you're like, what are you all doing up here? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> great views of London from this hill. <laughs> you think it's even better up there on that platform? Why don't you just go up these thirteen steps oh, no. and uh check it out? <laughs> <laughs> the view is gonna take your breath away. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, if you just look through this rope right here while I stand by this lever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they didn't have to trick people to kill them. So Mark then spoke to the people saying, I am come here to die being a Catholic priest. Uh, sorry, being a Catholic, <laughs> a priest, and a religious man belonging to the Order of St. Benedict. It was by this yeah. same order that England was converted, by which he was referring mm. to the 7th century mission of to England that had been organised by Pope Gregory the Great. That's a shame about those conversions. They just don't keep here in England. <laughs> they don't stick. You get a couple, you get, a, get, a, get, a, get like seven centuries out of it. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> and then you gotta go back. Yeah. Is is England due for another conversion? Then I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, when he's like, "I have come here to die," and everybody was like, "Yeah, we came here to watch you <laughs> yeah, die." We know this. <laughs> why? Why do you think we're here? Does he not? Does it? Did they trick him here? <laughs> I am come here to see the famous view through this new sloop. Oh, we all came up here to see the view, huh? Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm gonna go up. You want me to go up first? Alright, well, alright. I got you. I mean, it seems like you've all been waiting, but alright. If you want me to go up to the top of the platform first. What's that look through this rope? Mark was executed by being hanged, drawn, and quartered. Which seems Aww. excessive, you know? You got... <laughs> Doesn't it? You're already dead. <laughs> it's just a bit much. I mean, yeah, it's like the hanging and then the drawing and the quartering. It's like, it's just like, this is what a cat does. It's like you play with a dead... It's like you're playing with dead bodies at this point. It's and... the, the executioner's rule of three, right? You, the hanged yeah. just by itself doesn't have enough impact. So you got to add the follow-up humiliation. Do you think there's like one weird guy who's just like, we should rip his body apart, don't you think? <laughs> oh. I was just thinking it would be fun to rip his body apart, you know, and just kind of like organs everywhere. Like, why? Why would that be fun? I just think that it would really... Just more tidying up make, to do. It would send a real message to other people. Mm. I mean, I guess that's the idea. It's just like, yeah, not only yeah. is he dead, he's like triple dead. Yeah. <laughs> he can't come back. We've made sure of it. Uh. He wore the Benedictine habit, 
with a hair shirt underneath. Ah, come on. Just wear a regular shirt. You're going (laughs) to die anyways. Right? How much more fucking penance can you do? Yeah. Just wear a regular shirt. You're literally about to die. Yeah. Much like St. James, Mark's knees were said to have been hardened by his constant kneeling, a sign of his devotion. (laughs) You look confused and upset. What? Wait, his knees were hardened? Why is this a thing that's... Number one, why is it coming up now after his death? Number two, like, why is this like... You should, this guy's knees are fucking hardcore. He's got, <laughs> this guy's got the thickest kneecaps I've ever seen. Maybe it was part of the trial. It came up like, oh yeah, you don't pray much? What about those calloused knees? <laughs> yeah, the, the prosecutor comes over and pulls up his monk robe <laughs> and the whole jury's like, <gasps> those are Catholic knees if I've ever seen them. <laughs> Indeed. Well, what? <laughs> Okay, go ahead. After he... I, I just, I just, I'm like, I, I just like, I just like the idea that he just, he's prayed so much, he's got these just thick callous knees. <laughs> <laughs> After he'd been cut into quarters, an apprentice in the crowd picked up his legs and held them up, calling out, "Which of you gospelers can show such a knee?" <laughs> so there you go. You can say what you want about this man's faith, but his knees are above reproach. <laughs> <laughs> these are some really great knees. If he's got such tough knees, why wasn't he just kneeing his way out of the show? like yeah i'm getting out of here knee kick (laughs) knee kick knee kick (laughs) that's a good point well and as we've established he was really excited to to become a martyr it was like i guess so career achievement certainly didn't do anything to stop it despite the the warning and then it was which which saint came to see him sorry they gave him the warning some saint gave him the warning benedict so saint benedict gives him this warning and then do you think when he got to heaven he's like dude i told you not to do that It sounds like it's it Benedict's was... fault for not being very clear. Yeah, okay. So this is a good lesson for Benedict. I, next time I'll be like, and so don't do that thing. <laughs> See, I didn't want you to get killed, dude. I was like trying to help you out. And yeah. you really just, you seem to use that as a roadmap for your life as opposed to <laughs> a way to avoid your early death. Misunderstood vision, if ever there was one. So, yeah. I Okay, so that's on. So this is a good learning experience for Benedict here. Uh, I'm going to and work for on you, my communication skills. Because you said the whole, the whole point of this podcast was for you to learn how to be a good, more saintly person, right? So you can do one better than Benedict when you're bestowing holy visions. <laughs> you can know yeah, that you need true. to be unambiguous in your communications i think that's a good lesson for anybody listening is like if you are giving a vision to someone be very specific <laughs> don't leave any loopholes specificity is the key to a good vision that's right mm. yeah see that's the thing <laughs> don't do some absurd monkey's paw like our greek tragedy kind of thing where they're sealing their fate by trying to escape it like that's not what you want to do no you just want to give them clear instructions on how to avoid death yeah well specific a specific death <laughs> <laughs> i guess we're all gonna die so is there not some kind of comfort if you know exactly how? No, I think that's upsetting. <laughs> Fair enough. So usually the quarters of the executed criminal would be put on display, but Mark's remains were instead buried near the scaffolding, oh. and he was beatified by Pope Pius the Eleventh on the 15th of December, 1929. So it took quite a while well, for him to be recognised. I don't know. It sounds like they were going through a lot of guys, so there's quite a backlog from that period. Yeah, well, obviously, like, Anne and uh, Roger... <laughs> yeah i mean, it's three in that one day yeah it's like the next day there was like three more and then like this is starting to pile up <laughs> and then 200 years later we're like 
Be like, what are we up to? 1601. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lesson against procrastination there as well. Yeah. But I'm afraid it's, it's, it's he does not have any relics or miracles or patronages recorded. Oh. Because he's a blessed rather than a saint. So maybe, because oh, a... he was beatified oh. in 1929, maybe we'll see him canonized which is the next step in our lifetimes right. and then we'll we'll get all oh, the, okay. the crazy stories come out of the woodwork and the, the patronages no oh, i shouldn't have told you about the patronages actually because then should we just pretend i didn't and then you can guess okay <laughs> well here's what i think his patronages should be okay yeah see that's the thing if the, if he has none it gives us creative license to yeah. establish exactly what they should be maybe if we write a letter to the the pope yeah dear pop pope Please make St. Mark Barworth. Blessed Mark Barkworth. Slash Barkworth. Uh, Mark Lambert. Slash George Barkworth. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why like they can't Wait, make him a have... saint. <laughs> because it's just there's there's too much paperwork to corroborate his identity and like yeah wait why yeah why are there these alternate are these like identities he was traveling under to try to not get arrested because they didn't work let me find out for you like the there was anything yeah, if he's had these aliases like yeah. what what was what was the point <laughs> well yeah maybe because we we don't know that much maybe when he first got the vision he tried to he he initially wanted to make a plan to avoid this death so so he would come in with an alias and they'd be like okay but are you a catholic too <laughs> and they're like uh yes yeah yeah okay well then why did you give me a fake yeah. name it wasn't the name that was the problem <laughs> it was the catholicism it's the fact that you're dressed like a monk and it's like well look let's just be sure we'll, he's he's in this habit but we'll take it off and then there's a hair shirt underneath so it's like yeah several layers of guilt well uh, now wait a minute i got a cousin who wears a hair shirt all the time it, it might be nothing wait a minute what are these knees these are catholic knees <laughs> if ever i saw them anybody ever had catholic knees it's you i don't know why he had i don't know what the the aliases were about all right never mind that okay so it might have just been a different guy could have been yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're several people, then uh, you know that counts for for even more saintliness. Roger Philcock also had an alias, which was uh, Arthur Naylor, but he was actually uh, not beatified until 1987. So our theory about doing them all on the same day hmm. falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but did one. you say if Anne was blessed? Uh, no, Anne was a saint, and her. Oh, Anne is a saint. Yeah. Her patronages are childless people, converts, and widows. Anything okay. else? Uh, no, that's it. So I guess she was too young to have children. Oh, no, she was 38 Maybe. to 39. Or her husband died. So she was a lot older. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> that would I... that would put a spanner in the works, I guess. It also feels like they were, they were picking that. They were like, I don't know, what do you... Um... Your widow, yeah, and you got no kids, and you converted, right? Okay, well, those yeah. are your patronages. <laughs> yeah, yeah makes I really sense. don't know that much about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you have any hobbies? Patron any saint hobbies? of blondes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I just? I'll just put like women stuff. Is that good? <laughs> okay, so she got to, yeah, she got a sainthood, saint but the other two didn't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good for her. That usually I would expect so, the other. That it'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. They don't expect it to go the other way. So this is a feminist story, really. The the woman's getting more recognition than the the guy. And yet she's a footnote to um to Mark's episode. Yeah. Well I didn't do the research. Uh, well she wouldn't she wouldn't she have the same feast day as ugh, God damn it. I'm gonna call Kat right now. <laughs> 
I mean, I I did read the research on receiving it, so maybe I should have expanded on Anne and Roger. But That's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. This is my confession. Maybe do Anne doesn't know. We don't know as much about her story. But anyways, yeah. all right. So here's what I think his patronage should be when he is eventually sanctified in another 200 yeah. and so years. <laughs> as a result of our is very it... sincere, religiously motivated campaign. You know what? I'm just like, hey, here's some things that could use saints, maybe just sanctify this guy, and then he can handle those patronages. Oh, so it's going to be nothing to do with him, just <laughs> just people who don't have a saint They're yet. Just things that maybe need saints. I don't know. Maybe there's like, yeah. there's probably a lot <laughs> of towns that don't saint have a patron of saint people yet. people who have accidentally stood on an electric socket plug yeah. that, is that too many people yeah well patron saint people step on legos those are things yeah most of them are things you step on <laughs> all right you could be the patron saint of boys with handsome eyes <laughs> yeah just got really nice sultry eyes you know kind of well proportioned well, boys specifically people who are known for for their eyes it, given well proportioned that, young men will say given that his uh, his eyes were notable aren't, aren't we glad that like he kept them because like in this kind of time you can imagine that it would be like you know if you, if you know that this guy's a martyr and he had nice eyes you'd think uh oh yeah they're not long for this world you know bit of right plucking or squishing they're probably like no we can kill his body do not touch those eyes let's all agree those eyes yeah are that's true and uh, it would be a so it would Perhaps be a we'll sin to, to touch those eyes but at the same time let's rip his goddamn legs off no matter whether you're catholic or protestant yeah we yeah. can all agree on one thing that men's eyes are beautiful <laughs> his eyes b- b- fixed the divides really it doesn't matter what your denomination or your faith you could just get lost in those eyes forever <laughs> Then you believe in God. There we go. Is he the patron saint of priest holes? <laughs> priest holes um, just clergy holes oh in general. <laughs> priest hole is, uh, in the modern world, that's a very, uh, that's a really, like, that's not a thing you want to really mention. I think there's, no. I was somewhere in Oxford. And Did somebody, you find a house with a priest hole? Yeah, I think it was in a college somewhere. And they were like, oh, this is a priest hole or something like that. Or maybe it was an old, maybe oh. it was a pub or something. I forget. There's somewhere in Oxford. That's not the first time I've right. I come across a priest hole in the wild. A college wouldn't really make sense because, like... They're big, right? So you could probably have a whole like priest annex. That's true. There's probably some priests that are just lost in some colleges now. They're just like, I, I've been lost. Very so, probably. I don't know how to get out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is he the patron of liking of uh, of looking at nice views? He went up on that hill and then they 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 strangled him. Yeah, that's a very specific one. That should be a patron of like we're gonna let's go find a nice overlook, like a nice place to like. Have like a view spot, you know. Well, and then like fall off that, the mountain. Nice. No, I'm just saying like just nice, you know, nice views. The people who died while enjoying the view and not paying attention to their surroundings. No, I'm just saying it's just like it would be nice if there's like a patron that's like helping people out and then having like magic, like divide, like nice view. You go somewhere and you have like a nice view and like the clouds are nice and things like that, and you're like, thanks, Saint Mark, Saint Mark <laughs> Barthworth, not the other Mark. So like the patron saint of national park tourism guides. Oh, uh, okay. So, and finally, is he the patron saint of tough knees? Uh, yeah, of got, course. Oh, well, he should he, he be, should rather, be. I should say. Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be good. You know, just if you got really thick knees. Who else has tough knees other than hardcore priests? Um, hmm. Who, like, who needs this patronage? I mean, you know, uh, maybe... I'm not trying to trap you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People who spend a lot of time on their knees, you can figure that out. I don't know. They people on their knees doing a lot of... 
floor washers? Yeah, I don't know. Your mom. I don't know. <gasps> what do you want? What do you want from me? I don't know. Wow. People with tough knees. They got tough knees. This guy's got... I don't, I don't really finally understand how his knees were so tough. I don't really get this. <laughs> if anything... Well, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was a researcher cat who did an amazing job. Clearly, Mark would be the patron saint of her because she is interested yeah. in these. All right. Well, anyways, we should send those along to the... the <laughs> Our recommendation. The I mean, the Vatican. <laughs> did did the Pope mm. please consider making Mark Barkworth the patron saint of your mum? <laughs> Whatever. I'm not sure that campaign would go very uh, well. Pope care of Vatican City, Rome, Italy, <laughs> Europe. No, d- different. I don't know. Not part... It's, it's, it's not part the, of the postal address because it's a different country. What's the... Anybody, if anybody's got the... There must be one postcode for Vatican City, right? Uh And it's just number one. I mean, Vatican. wouldn't they have their own pope? Not pope. Wouldn't they have their own postal system? Their own popal system, if you will. Uh, <laughs> everything's delivered by bull. Anyways, papal. Very, very um, good. Papalless post. Yeah. Uh, nice. Wow. Okay. So, Anna, do you think you'd ever, uh, if you know, if Mark Barkworth becomes a a saint, uh, or do you think that you would ever have him intercede for you so that he might become a saint? Can you see reasons why uh, he might? <laughs> oh, I see. So it's on me would now. You, I mean, would you ever? I mean, you, would you ever? Uh, do you ever think you'd ever request Mark Barkworth to uh, intercede for you in, in Divine? I mean, this is going to put a nail in the coffin of the campaign, but uh, of course, because my, my opinion is very valid but uh, and holds a lot of sway in theological circles. But I would say, given his uh, track record for in misinterpreting visions, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he'd be the soundest person to, to invest your hopes mm. in in an intercessionary way. He had a positive attitude, maybe too positive. Maybe he was like toxic positivity. Mm, maybe. But maybe maybe he's someone we should try to emulate more because I feel like we're both kind of withered old cynics in many ways. I mean, so maybe we should we should be more excited about our inevitable death because it's inevitable. For I mean, everyone. I guess that is a good point. Like, yeah, maybe he was like too positive. Everybody else in jail was like really bummed. He's like, he's like, come on, guys, we're going. Like, come on, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on, you, you, now you do it, in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why are you crying? Come on, we're going to get hugged. Oh my God. <laughs> I th- I thought I thought dying was bad enough. Now I have to listen to yeah. acapella. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe it was a bit too much. I was gonna say like if I was in prison, it'd be nice mm. like to, somebody to keep your spirits up. But yeah, actually, that might be a bit. <laughs> but actually, it would just piss You'd you like, off. Oh my god, I can't take this guy anymore. <laughs> this fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, it is really kind of beautiful <laughs> the way that the light shines through the bars, Mark. Yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change the fact that we're stuck in the goddamn jail cell. Your figure is looking particularly trim after the the gruel that we've yeah. been fed on death row yeah. but uh still wouldn't say that that's a, a plus well, i guess I, I guess we are lucky to have a roof over our heads yeah i didn't think about it that way mark jeez <laughs> fucking god <laughs> yeah maybe a bit too much yeah so again that's like counts against him i would say in the in the well, uh intercession way because he's like he's not not super relatable no. in that way. i mean you know he he lived as a true englishman just you know barreling into situations <laughs> Without thinking and getting people killed. Yeah, but himself Mostly. being the the primary one, which is not. He kind of took a. He he went to study abroad, and then he became like he he rebelled against his parents after yeah. after what he discovered on his travels. So I guess that's something that we can relate we, we, to. Yeah, I mean, uh, we or, or one. The one. Yeah, to. I mean, I think we've all seen that British people who go abroad and become insufferable. And- <laughs> 
Yeah, for for most people, it's yoga. For this guy, yeah. it was Catholicism. It was the same, like... And we've all had that reaction to them, which is like, God, just execute this guy. And then chop him into yeah, four I don't hear, I need to hear about how Barcelona changed you, but... <laughs> Anyways, it was actually bad. So, uh, anyways, well, thank you, Anna, for telling me the uh, tale of this pious yet foolish uh, Englishman. So, yeah, thanks for that. You are very welcome. See you next month. Have a blessed month. Okay, bye. Bye.